I'm Mike. And I'm Norb. And we are the Watchmen. We are men who like to watch. Because if it's on a screen, we're watching it and talking about it with you guys. And today, we're going to talk about the movie 1917. Well, I would like to think most of you watching this have seen this movie because I felt like everybody was seeing it. Even people who I know who usually don't go to movies, they were going to see this one. I will have to say that when I saw the trailer for this movie... I kind of had an eye roll, a little bit of a yawn snore. I thought, ah, great, another war movie. I've seen so many of those. So I was kind of losing interest. And then uh, you told me, hey, did you know it's all one shot? And then Mm -hmm. I all of a sudden was interested. Yeah, I I, I saw the trailer too. I think I might have been watching a movie with you when I saw that trailer. And I, I kind of, they had this one long shot where the guy's running and all these bombs are going around him. And I thought, oh, this is... This looks pretty good. We'll see what kind of, uh, how they do with this movie. But it wasn't until I read that there was some kind of news thing that popped up that told me about the one take. And anytime there's a one take movie, it hasn't been done a lot. So when it is done, uh, especially coming from a filmmaker's perspective like, like we do, we always really appreciate any kind of show that does a really long take, less an entire movie done entirely in one shot. Of course, it's not really done in one shot, but it, it meant to look like one. And, uh, after hearing that, it's like we had to go see it. Now, we actually didn't see this movie together. Uh, I actually shot, saw it with my friend Dave and my son Brett. And uh, my friend Dave, hey Dave, glad we went to see this one. We both knew it was going to be one shot. And of course, you know, Dave likes talking with me about filmmaking stuff. And so we were kind of mentioning we were going to try to figure out where they were doing the transition points. And so... Right away when they did the first one, I kind of said, I'll just raise my hand. So whenever they did one, I kind of went like this, and he kind of nodded. And uh, and after a while, I realized quickly that I wasn't paying attention to the dialogue because I was looking so hard to go, ah, aha, transition. That's the exact same thing for me, too. I, I was so busy looking for the breaks that... I was like, I gotta watch this movie. It's actually pretty good. I gotta stop being so analytical and just be in the show and watch it. And once I did, it, it just I, I got totally immersed and and got along this journey with these two guys. And it so, was the same yeah. thing for me about the fifteen minute point. I told myself, stop looking, just watch the movie, and I did. Thank so for goodness. those of you, yeah, exactly. So for those of you who don't know the story, it's about these. Basically, it takes place in World War One in the year 1917, and there's two soldiers, uh, Blake and Schofield. And basically, Blake finds out that his uh, brother is in a battalion that is walking into a trap, and so these two guys are sent on a mission to go let them know and to stop their attack before they go into the trap. And the story is all about following these two guys on their journey to try to reach his brother. It's a simple story, but uh, the way they tell it in uh, uh, just that continuous fashion is what makes the movie so compelling and uh, just mind-blowing how some of these sequences are done. Yeah, it sets up so well where the two of them are are discussing what they have to do, getting their orders, and and you're spending all this time in the trenches, and the, just, the, the trenches go on and on and on with so many people, and the camera's just floating over. I remember just thinking, all oh, those extras. And they had to build these things. They couldn't fake it. And so then they finally get the orders, and I remember the moment where they actually climb up over and start to actually go through the worn battlefield, and you feel yourself like you've been leading up to this point. I remember when the camera went over the top, it was kind of a, 
Yeah. What's Mama. over there? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because you're safe in the trenches, but as soon as you poke your head up, you know that the enemy could be waiting there with a gun to blast you. <clears throat> so the uh, suspense was was really had really good moments of suspense in it, and um, I I have to say that uh, this movie, uh, my I have two daughters, Sophie and Vanessa. Vanessa's my youngest one, and she's a tough she's a tough uh, movie critic. She told me blatantly that she does not like war movies, and so when I Told her we're going to watch this movie. She, of course, wasn't looking forward to it. But I said, just try to have an open mind and appreciate this story because I think you'll like it. I'm not going to say it's going to be your favorite movie, but uh, I told them about the whole one take thing. And that to my to my enjoyment, they actually both enjoyed the film a lot, and uh, which was great. It, again, speaks to the to the fact that 1917 is just such a great, uh, such a meticulous and well done. A feat in filmmaking. Yeah, usually when I see a really, really good movie, I immediately start thinking about certain family members like my dad, who I think, oh, I need to get my dad to this. <clears throat> and I didn't have to do any of that because my dad and my mom saw it on their own without me even bringing it up. I don't, there wasn't anyone I knew who hadn't gone to see it. So I didn't take anyone else, uh, except I did take my wife because I told her after that, I said, we got to go. So we went back. And uh, but there was nobody else because I felt like this was a movie everybody was seeing. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I saw it with my dad the first time, and so yeah, we were both blown away uh, just by the entire experience. <clears throat> my dad was uh, asking the whole time, "How do they do that?" You know, it's like Shh, just watch because <laughs> my dad tends to talk a lot during films. But uh, there's one particular shot that still is amazing to me, even watching it the second time now uh, with the family. But it was the scene where. Uh, there's an, there's a dogfight, and these are biplanes. This is back again, World War One. They just, just had these you know, propeller biplanes, and the two characters are watching this biplane dogfight in the air, and they go, oh, oh it's, it looks like the Americans are winning this one, or, or the, our, our side is winning. And so the one plane starts to go down, it disappears beyond, underneath the horizon, and it comes up and basically crashes right into the barn that they are uh, standing and that in. that scene was in the trailer. And it's in the trailer, yeah, but it's... When you watch it in the trailer, it just looks like a crash. But when you watch it again in real time, where it goes from in the air to this plane, then disappearing, and then suddenly coming at them, really well done. How you can how they made that work as one continuous uh, appearing to be one continuous shot. Again, just uh, well, amazing. and you bring up a, you bring up a good point. You know, I live for moments in movies where it's a long shot. I mean, many movies will maybe have one long shot. This movie, the whole thing was one long shot. But I, I get frustrated with hypercutting in a lot of films because I feel like you, you can't get a sense of time and place very well because of all the fast cuts, especially in, in action or fighting and in war movies. And so when you have one shot, you feel like you're taking it in real time and it allows you to look around, soak things in. And to me, that just adds a feeling like you're you're really looking through a window and you're really watching things as they're happening. And what amazed me is that for a two-hour movie, I felt like I went through a time much longer than two hours. Now, there was a, there is a, a night-to-day transition. I won't say how that happens. But even if you take out that part, you still think about everything they went through to get to the end of the journey. It blows my mind. It doesn't feel like two hours. It feels like much longer. It does feel like much longer. And I think because they're doing that, because of the fact that it's not hypercut, everything is, you have to walk with them from point A to point B and get on this vehicle from point A to point B. There's no jumping ahead to somewhere. So it does feel like by the time you 
go from the start to the very end, you feel, I felt anyway, I felt exhausted. I felt like, <laughs> man, I just went through to war with these guys and came out the other end. And I hadn't felt that way about a war movie since I think the first time I watched um, Platoon. And I don't know about you guys, but the first time I saw Platoon, again, there was those movies that just sort of hit you and you go, wow, that's something I've never seen before. Yeah. Platoon, there have been plenty of war movies up to that point, but they're all kind of similar. They all had that kind of similar vein in the 80s. But then when Platoon came out, that was a whole other thing. Heavy, dark, brutal. And at the end, you just feel so exhausted. And it felt that way here. And in a, in a in a good way because that means the movie got you. You know, it, it made you feel like you were part of that world. Sounds like there's a battle on going behind you outside your back door there. <laughs> well, we're all here at home. The family's there, you know. So uh, don't mind the chatter back there. But uh, always, always lots of life in here. I don't know. We'll have to see what we watch tonight. It's uh, it's going to be a it's, it's it's a fun movie week. But yeah, it's I fun to be able to watch 1917. I actually together. picked up the uh, the 4K Blu-ray HD of 1917, and I was reading a review that uh, Sam Mendes has a really good... There's actually a commentary track entirely with the director, and he mm. talks about all kinds of interesting things. It doesn't have long pauses that he continues to say insightful things from start to finish. And also there's another commentary track with the DB, DP, Roger Dinkins, who he talks about a lot of the transition points that you didn't even know were transition points and all the challenges Ooh. they had to do. So I plan to actually watch the movie a couple more times and listen to these tracks. And I'll take this as a moment to exclaim my love of physical media and how please support physical media. Go out and get the disc. Because unfortunately, I know it's great to stream, to stream, but you don't get access to these commentary tracks and behind-the-scenes information, which is fascinating for anyone, no matter what kind of a level of a filmmaker you are, or you're just someone that just loves learning about how they did amazing, magical things. So please support physical media, buy the disc, and, and these commentary tracks are going to be really cool to listen to, too. We get into this debate often because Mike, as you said before, that he's a collector, so he collects lots of things, including discs, actual physical discs, I've got my share, but nothing close to what he's got. And I'm definitely more of the streaming world. In fact, we watched 1917 streaming because I hadn't gotten the disc yet. And, you know, I know it's not as good. It, you know, it would have been a better, you know, more robust image if I'd gotten the disc, but I didn't have it. But let but, me ask you a question. I'm going to interrupt you. You had to pay yeah. to watch it streaming, right? Yes, I did. So if you buy the disc, you get a free code for a digital copy. So you can buy the disc and still watch it streaming if you really want to. And but, instead of putting your money towards the stream, you put your money towards the disc. And I, I, if, if I had planned ahead, I would have gotten the disc. That's one of those movies, actually, I would like to own and I would get the disc for. And for those commentaries you just mentioned, I would... Uh, love to watch that because I'd like to know where those transitions were because we were me and you know the family we were all trying to figure out where these transition points were uh, up to a certain point and I'd like to know you know uh, from the director and the DP how they did that. Well, but, you're doing what's known yeah. as a double dip. And well, stu movie yep. studios love that, so actually they're happy that you yeah. paid and <laughs> well, they're going to pay again. But I don't buy every movie, and I don't think every movie justifies getting the, the uh, Ultra HD or the Blu-ray version because some movies are meant to be watched once, and then I'll never watch it again. 1917 is the exception. 
for the reasons we just spoke about. But that's where you and I tend to differ, is that I think you'll buy the disc for almost everything, and I just buy the ones where I feel like if it really belongs on the shelf, like on a top 10 or top 5 list, then I need to go buy that disc. But there's a lot of times I just need to see a movie once, I'll stream it, I'm done. I don't need to have a copy building up in a pile uh, with, along with the rest of the movies that and I And you'll be watch. the first to know... When I say I'm not going to buy the disc, you know I really didn't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Because you've bought a lot of discs where I was like, why'd you buy that disc? But this one, for sure, is worth uh, owning uh, just because of it, it's just a great movie. And, of course, what uh, you just mentioned, the, the behind the scenes and the commentary tracks. So what else about this film? It's just, um, you know... It, I just uh, res- I respect the fact that well, at one point it made me laugh. My 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 wife and my my daughter said we we, oh, we watched a behind the scenes uh, a YouTube behind the scenes clip since I didn't have the disc. We watched a YouTube behind the scenes featurette, and they talked about the meticulous planning they had to do to make these long takes work. So they built these tiny to scale models on a tabletop. You know, of the trenches, of the different battlefields, so they can really see how long it would take to get from one point to the other, what equipment they have to use. And at one point, my wife and my daughter go, that's too much work. That's, <laughs> I, I, I think I just, at one point, if I was working on this, I'd say, ah, forget it, it's too much trouble. But I think that's what makes this special, is because if you'd shot it in a regular sort of way, I don't think the movie would have been that great. I mean, I think it would have still been a good movie, but it wouldn't have been as unique uh, as the way they told it. You know what well, I mean? The fact and the director said he wanted to challenge himself. He said he knew it yeah. would be hard. And he said yeah. normally he'd do a wide and then a close-up and cover both angles because that way in editing you can compress time and make everything work even if you have some troubles. But when you have to do it one shot, like Sam said, you have to solve the problems before you film. And he said it was hard, but worth it. Well, and I think it all paid off because, again, I, if they had not done it that way, it's hard to say if it would have won just as many awards and got the acclaim that it did. But it did get nominated for a, a 10 uh, Academy Awards and won three Oscars, Best Cinematography, Visual Effects, and, and Sound Mixing. So, uh, you know, I think the gamble was, was, was well worth it. It was but my vote for Best Picture. I, I wished it had won, but... I, you haven't seen Parasite yet. I have not. At the time of this. No. You have not seen it. Okay. I did see Parasite. I did enjoy that movie. I liked the, the statement that it was making. Rewatching 1917 again, though, that's a pretty good one, too. So, uh, either way, you should go check out both those movies. But, see, 1917, I'll own. Parasite, I don't, need to, I don't know if I need to own that one. <laughs> I don't I have that once. disc. I think that's enough. See, you don't even own it. You haven't watched it yet, though. So, so yeah, this is uh, the end of our show. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about a great movie. And we did keep it spoiler free. Forgot to mention that at the beginning. But we will always try to do that, especially if we're talking about something something current. So, as tradition, I do have a surprise at the end of the show. And since we were talking about war movies, I got? found something from my collection. So this is uh, another movie. I really liked. It's called Glory, one of my top mm. five for sure. So when yes. we do our top five on war movies, this will be in there. So there you go. You got a little advanced preview. So this was a book that was made by Kodak at the time the movie released, where every, most movies have still photographers that take a lot of pictures. And so Kodak put together this really nice book of all kinds of beautiful photos from the movie. And uh, this is the kind of thing, you know, they don't make 
books like this anymore. Uh, but this is actually a rare collectible. It's, you can't really find this, this book very easily. What I think is neat at the beginning, do you see the front? It's actually, if you ever know what tracing paper is, this is actually transparent. So they, they, they basically make it look like it's transparent uh, image, and then you can turn the page, and then it's just the text, and it's on the other side. Mm. So they did a lot of neat things like that, but this is a very special book to me, and uh, now I've shared it with you. All right, so that wraps up our take on the movie 1917. If you guys have any ideas for future shows, movies that you'd like us to talk about, please let us know in the comments. I'm Norb. And I'm Mike. And we are... The Watchmen. The men who watch. See you next time. Take care. Thanks for watching The Watchmen. Please click on here to watch other episodes and be sure to hit that like button too. And please subscribe and hit that notification bell. That way you'll always be alerted to any future episodes. It really helps us out and we appreciate it. We'll see you next time. And remember, we'll be watching.